Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. It's time once again to sound the sirens, set off the alarms. We are back with another emergency episode here of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Lance Glenn. No, this episode is not meant for a commitment. This one is meant for a coaching change. Justin Fuente is out at Virginia Tech after six seasons in Blacksburg and the Hokies join the long list of programs looking for a new head coach. Joining me on the line now to break down Virginia Tech's decision and what it means moving forward is 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan. Brian, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on this morning. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So Justin Fuente, as I mentioned before, out at Virginia Tech, only two games to go in what was his sixth season at the helm. Mixed success on the field, right? Bowl games in his first four seasons. Didn't make a bowl in 2020. They were five and five so far this year. And I was looking through over the last couple hours, uh, some of his classes since 2016, his recruiting classes. And one thing that stood out to me, specifically with 2020 and 2021, he struggled to land the top level in-state guys. Now look, Tech has a couple committed in 2022. So you got to give him credit for that. But the previous years, that wasn't necessarily the case. Why do you think he struggled so much over the last you know few years to keep that talent at home and away from schools like Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland, North Carolina, and others? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a complex thing. And, and I don't I don't want to jump all over him on, on what's a tough day, but on, on the flip side, you really have to look and see what's gone on. And, you know, I know you you speak about, you know, they, they do have a couple of the top kids in the 22 class and Gunnar Givens and Ramon Brown, the running back. And, and even if you go up to Baltimore and Cam Johnson, which is where tech usually, you know, they've gotten some kids from that area, especially when you think of the Fuller kids and Dorian Strong and all those guys. But, you know, then you turn around and you look, they, they were a non-factor with Zach Rice, who's one of the top players in the 22 class non-factor with Andre Green who's going to decide Wednesday on CBS Sports HQ and you know Clemson North Carolina and Georgia Tayon Holloway from the 757 they were not involved with them Tyshawn Chapman a receiver you know another top 247 kid from the 757 not involved with him you know like I said they they got a couple of the four stars and Givens and Ramon Brown and that's great but they did not get involved with the best prospects in the state. I mean, when you lost Sean Murphy, and I know he's going to Alabama, who's a Virginia kid from what was Stonewall Jackson is now Unity Reed, where they've had a pipeline. It, it sounds alarms because these are all Virginia Tech strongholds. I mean, Virginia Tech built its reputation with Frank Beamer and being able to recruit the 757, which is the Tidewater area. And for those that don't know, is the Virginia Beach Norfolk area. And I just felt like as I covered, you know, Fuente's whole time at Virginia Tech, I never felt like Virginia Tech was willing to roll up its sleeves and battle for kids. They were going to go find some kids that, A, you know, had some upside, but also just they didn't have to get down and really battle to get that recruit. It was like, okay, if the kid likes us, that's good. And then we'll really push for him. And I felt like, I just felt like they settled and I felt like they didn't work as hard as some other places did in recruiting. And yeah, you're still going to get some good players and, you know, some kids want to stay home or have grown fond of Virginia Tech. But 
you know, even you look in the 23 class, Alex Birchmeyer, an offensive lineman, he's already, you know, one of the top players in the class. He's already going to Penn State, you know, and, you know, Josh Miller, a really good offensive lineman from the Richmond area at Life Christian Academy. He's got tech on his list, but you don't feel like he's going to go there. It just, I just felt like under Fuente, they didn't work as hard as other staffs did in recruiting. Yeah, and again, you see it with talent leaving, not going to Blacksburg and, and deciding to go elsewhere across the country. Look, Brian, we're both New Jersey guys. We see that Rutgers. We know the importance of having a coach from the area that knows the area really like the back of his hand. Of course, the guys at VT Scoop, 24-7 Sports Virginia Tech site, will have their hot board up shortly, if it's not already, and make sure to check them out for all the coverage of this coaching search. How important is it for Virginia Tech to bring in a guy that knows the state and just in general knows the 757 well because of all the talent it has, or do you think they can do what they did with Fuente and target someone who isn't necessarily a local to that area? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be local to that area. And now, yeah, I'm from New Jersey, but now I have family that live just outside of Roanoke, you know, maybe 35 minutes from Tech's campus. And, you know, I got a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law who went to Tech, ardent Tech supporters. And so I've spent plenty of time down there to know the passion of that fan base and, and what's important to them. And so do you need somebody that knows the 757? Yeah, I mean, you'd like a coach that has some kind of, you don't even have to have the ties. You just have to have the understanding of how important that part of the state is. And, and not only that part of the state, but, you know, the whole area there and even go down into the Carolinas with the triangle area there. But it's more important to have the assistants also understand what it is and, and make sure you have assistant coaches with those strong ties to that area, to where they know all the high school coaches, they know the trainers, they know the seven-on-seven guys. And again, that stuff is really important. I mean, Lance, you mentioned with Rutgers, and you can go back decades, probably before you know you, you even paid attention to them, to what happened with Terry Shea when you know, he didn't have any idea about New Jersey. You have to have somebody that understands the layout of Virginia Tech. You have to have somebody that understands that I get to 757 is really important, but so is, you know, like you and I spoke to off the air, the DMV, you know, Virginia Tech gets some kids from there, you know, and, and it has success there. But you have to have a coach that A, is going to work extremely hard in recruiting as a head coach. You know, because again, you know, Tech's known for great game day atmospheres, special teams, great defense, and you, you still have great game day atmosphere, don't get me wrong, but the other stuff kind of fell through. So you, you want somebody that is going to return Virginia Tech to what it was known for and what, what they built their brand on when Frank Beamer was there. But you also need to have assistant coaches that can get those kids to campus a lot, really recruit them hard. And I, I just felt like there were times where Virginia Tech would be recruiting in Texas or Georgia or wherever. And I'd be like, what are they doing down there when they can get a kid, you know, from Virginia? I mean, you, you could just go on and on with the list of kids that you know, it's funny because this year they have nine kids from Virginia committed, but there's a ton more that are leaving the state that you would think would be in Virginia's wheelhouse. And if you go back a few years, I mean, I think there was a year where what they got maybe one or two or three. I can't remember when I did the numbers, but you're Virginia Tech, man. You got to live in the state and get those kids and then kind of fan out. And I don't feel like that was ever a priority. And I think for the new coach, yeah, you better hire, you know, great. It don't matter where you are. Just go hire some guys with really strong ties to the area who are proven recruiters and who understand the importance of 
of evaluating those kids and getting the right kids. Like I said, I, I felt like in the past couple of years, there was just a lot of settling going on. So Brian, last one for you. We are less than a month away from the early signing period. Right now, Virginia Tech's class ranks 20th in the team recruiting rankings, fourth in the ACC. You know, I mentioned Fuente struggling at getting high-end in-state talent. Well, right now, in-state four stars, Gunnar Givens and Ramon Brown are committed. How quickly do you think this process has to move for the Hokies to give whoever the next coach is the best chance at salvaging this class and, and possibly keeping that top in-state talent committed? Yeah, and, and I think that's a, the thing that Hokie fans really want to know about, to be honest. Are we, are we going to keep these kids committed who we really like? Get it done right after the season. You know, you got to remember, if they're going to go hire somebody who's coaching somewhere else, that school really isn't going to want them to talk and really get into the, the nuts and bolts of it until after that their season is done. And so what the season ends, what the weekend of November 27th, Thanksgiving weekend. So I would say by maybe December third, fourth, somewhere around there. Now, if you're going to deal with somebody who's playing on championship weekend, the following weekend, maybe it's after that. But the, the thing is, even like a kid like Gunnar Givens, who's committed, it is a coaching change. So he's allowed to make another official visit. You want, if you're tech, you want to have a guy in place, ideally, so you can get kids on official visits the weekend of December 4th, right? Because that's really the first weekend where there's nothing going on. And if not, you need to definitely have them for official visits the following week. And also, thankfully, we're back to where assistant coaches and coaches can go out on the road and make in-homes. And so you want to be able to do as much as that as possible before that December 15th signing day. And so the importance is to have it done by the first couple days of December. And again, if you're going to target a guy who's playing championship Saturday, you know, in college football, well, you may not be able to talk to him until a few days, you know, until the day after that. But you you really want to get this thing done so you can get kids on campus the first or second weekend in December. And so you're, you can have a number of assistants out on the road providing the message to the recruits and the commits saying, hey, here's who our coach is. Stay with us. And then, you know, the other thing is none of these kids have to sign on December 15th. They can wait till February if they want to as well. But yeah, get, get it done to me by the first weekend of December if possible. Virginia Tech adding to a long list of programs looking for a new head coach. 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Brian Doan. Brian, thanks so much for coming on and giving me some time today. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me. Follow him on Twitter at BrianDoan247. For Brian Doan, I am Lance Glynn. Thanks so much for listening to this emergency episode of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. On May 23rd... I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.